All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I am your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, May 14th, 2018. I hope and pray you all had a great weekend. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for tuning in to the Between the Dream podcast. We'd love to have you on full time. With that being said, make sure that you subscribe and join the Dream Team on whatever platform that you might be listening on. For those of you all that are returning, thank you so much. I definitely appreciate you for taking the time to be back. Back with me on today. Before we get started, you know that I gotta let you know that the Between the Dream podcast is sponsored by Fibersoul. Fibersoul is a shop for Christian streetwear that balances the latest styles and life giving scripture. With Fibersoul apparel, you'll always speak life. And right now, you can get 15% off of your first order using code Taylor15 at Fibersoul.com. Listen, I wanna go ahead and jump into this podcast. So, as you know, this is part two of a conversation that we started from Friday's podcast on relationships and mental health. Today, I'm taking a different approach, though. I'm not going to be talking about causing or being the um, benefactor that starts to lead to mental health issues. Today, I want to address those of us who take the time to commit to being with people who struggle with mental health issues, and then also those who might be struggling with mental health issues and decide to get into a relationship. A few quick points that I want to give you, and I'm going to get out of your way. I think that this is so important, though. And the reason being is because I remember having a um, a conversation that I did on uh, WURD Radio out of Philly a few months back where we were talking about being able to be in a relationship and struggling from mental health issues, if it was possible. A lot of people said that it wasn't. But of course, me being the rambunctious person that I am, I always go against the grain. And I said, that is not true. I definitely believe that we can be in uh, relationships, whether, you know, dating or even us getting married and being in a successful relationship or marriage while dealing with mental health issues. Right. Um, It doesn't make you some kind of leper. It doesn't make you a person who um, doesn't deserve it. That's not the case. And I know many times it's very easy to feel like that. So I wanted to kind of debunk that today and go ahead and jump into this. How can we be successful when we talk about being in relationships where one or the other is dealing with mental issues or emotional issues that lead to mental health issues, right? A very important conversation. Three things that I think stick out more than anything when it comes to this topic. We've got to be able to first and foremost have understanding, patience, and kindness. Now, what I'm going to do is break each of these down individually, but I'm going to break them down by talking about two levels of responsibility that we have got to focus on in this capacity. The first level of responsibility comes from the person who decides to commit themselves to someone that they know struggles with mental and emotional issues. It's very important for us to keep this in mind, right? And and I might have to do a podcast strictly on this idea of commitment. And it's so important. The reason being is because of the fact that many of us make commitments to things and people and ideas and visions early on, but because we don't understand the full complexity of that thing that we're committing to at the time, it becomes very easy for us down the line to pull back from that very thing that we committed ourselves to, not realizing that there was so much more that was entailed inside of this thing. And now we find ourselves in a space of unwillingness because we say, oh, I did not sign up for that, right? And I want to help you all. 
this way, if you feel like, yo, I don't know if I'm the person who can actually commit to someone. Well, this is fine. There's no judgment here. And we don't want you to waste your time or that of somebody else's. And it's better for us to be honest ahead of time rather than to try and flip the script later on because there is so much time that is invested in loss. There are feelings that are invested in loss. And we've got to be able to start being mindful of doing these things before we allow ourselves to get involved. So the first level of commitment comes from that of the person who decides that they're going to take the chance and the opportunity to be with someone that they know has whatever mental health issue it is, right? You've got to be mindful of the commitment that you're making and then keep yourself reminded of that commitment as you go through the relationship. Specifically though, Committed to the person through a form of love, through a form of care and concern. And the reason why I say this is because I've seen many relationships where you talk about one person or the other who struggles mentally and emotionally. And unfortunately, the person who is committed to that individual has gotten into a position where they start taking the very things that their partner has been vulnerable with them about. The things that they have shared when it comes to their struggles, maybe their triggers or whatever the case might be. And they now throw them back in that person's face and they use it against them. They try and manipulate them with it. They try and control the relationship with it. You think that just because the person that struggles with this, that you've committed yourself to deals with this, that it's okay for them to, for you to do this to them. And it's not right. We've got to start correcting these wrong behaviors that we have fallen into. It's not okay for us to, take the very struggle of somebody that we say we love and that we care about and that we would do anything for and then turn around and use it against them to hurt them with it. I had a conversation with a guy one day about this and, you know, he I asked him, you know, because he, he was honest about it and he saw nothing wrong with it. And I asked him, I was like, would you allow somebody else outside to take the person that you're with and take their their vulnerability, their struggles, their battle with depression, their battle with suicide, their battle with anxiety or bipolar disorder and use that in an argument or blame them for it or do whatever? And they said, no, I would be so upset because why would they what would make them think that they have the right to do that? And I flip the script and ask them, well, what makes you think that you have the right? Because the person that is doing it is someone that doesn't know them, that doesn't care for your partner or your spouse. But you do. You are the person who's committed to them. You are the person who said that you love them. You're the person that's vowed to protect them. So what gives you the right as the individual who protects them to become the very thing that they need to be protected from? And it was an aha moment and things have gotten so much better for him and his girlfriend. They're actually on their way to getting married. And this is why I say I I do believe that it's very possible. Right. But it it takes a, a level of understanding. It takes a level of kindness, definitely. And it takes a level of patience. We have to understand that as we commit to people who deal with mental and emotional issues, that we have to be patient with them. It is not our job to change them. And it is not our job to force the change when we think and deem that it should be time to change. We've got to be patient and understanding that through our acts of love and service, that things can actually happen in a, at, a, at an exponential rate, which is great. But at the same time, guys, our, we can't allow 
our bullheadedness to pull us away from the patience that we have to exude. And, and remember, the patience isn't just for the person that you're with. It's for you because you don't come into a relationship as a perfect being. You don't come into a relationship as somebody who's got it all together. You might think in your mind that you do. Many of us do, right? We come into these spaces and we think, oh, I'm the end all be all. I'm God's greatest gift to women. I'm God's greatest gift to men, whatever the case might be. And the reality is, is that that's how we see ourselves. But the truth is, is that we are flawed human beings. We are individuals who will make mistakes. We are imperfect people. So we don't come into this thing perfect. Our patience is not the best. We might be good at being patient, but guess what? There's always room for growth and, and, and improvement. And so we've got to be mindful of that. The second level of responsibility comes from the person who struggles with mental and emotional issues and makes a commitment to be with somebody. You've got to understand also what it is you are walking into. And the reason why this is important is because, yes, while there are individuals who struggle with mental and emotional issues, there is also this level of responsibility that comes with the willingness to continue to grow and to learn to get better. It is not our job to identify our mental illnesses. It is not our job to identify our mental and emotional struggles, but then do nothing about it. It's not our job to just, it's not enough to say that we know, but then do nothing to combat it or to grow from it. And many times, unfortunately, when we get into relationships, a lot of times because of complacency or dependency, it's very easy to put so much into that person and allow them to predicate how and when you have outbreaks or when you have triggered moments. And this is why it's so important in relationships of all types to make sure that the self um, investment and the self development doesn't stop just because you get with a great person. There's a responsibility that comes and, and there's a willingness, I should say, in this responsibility that comes of us being mindful and us being active in our investment to make sure that we aren't cheating ourselves out of our growth. It's not enough for us to address our problem but do nothing about the problem that we address. It's not enough for us to address it and then just allow it to continue to sit in our heart and in our mind and, and sit as if it's okay. Our life is called to something so much greater than that. And so we've got to be consistent in seeking out the help, whether that is therapy or counseling, um, the self-development and the self-care that you do, whatever it is that has helped you to become better, you have to remain consistent in that even as you go throughout the relationship because understand that times will change and things will change as the relationship grows. And with that change, you want to make sure that you can adapt and you want to make sure that you can adapt without feeling like you're lost in the sauce or that you're lost and, and, and don't know what to do or where to go because you do. But it comes through your self-investment. It comes to you. It comes through you taking the time to make sure that you are constantly in a good space mentally and emotionally. And, and it, the good space usually comes from the things that we do to make better. It comes from combating the issue. Now, I'm not saying that you've got to be perfect. 
because you're not. You won't be. None of us will. However, we can function in excellence when it comes to remember what I said on the podcast last week, both of them doing the small things right. When we can do the small things right, guys, there is so much growth that comes from it. Usually the big problems that we face in life come from small instances that tend to grow. So once we can learn that we can look, if the small things can cause big problems, then of course the small investments can cause a positive change and a dramatic positive change at that, right? So we've got to be committed to our personal growth and we've got to be committed to continuously seeking out help and combating our struggles. We've got to be committed and consistent in this fight that says, I will not succumb to the diagnosis. I will not succumb to the words that people have said about me, to the negative actions that people have done to me or towards me. I will not allow the hurt that has tried to penetrate my heart to become a part of me and me now put that on someone else. There is consistency that has to take place in the space of responsibility between the individual who struggles with the mental health issues and the person who also commits to them. If we can do this and we can have effective communication, if we can understand that we it is not our job to be at each other's throats, but to help each other, to learn from one another. And when I say learn, I don't look. Remember what I said, it's not hearing to respond. It's literally listening to sometimes just say nothing. It's listening to have a a deeper understanding of the person that we've decided to be with. And when we can do this, I guarantee you there is so much growth and development. There are so many happy days ahead of you. It's your responsibility as the individual who commits to the person that struggles to protect and not to persecute, not to bring them down because you know their deepest, darkest secrets. If you have found yourself in this place, I'm not going to judge you, but I will let you know that this is not your rightful place. This is not your calling and that's not your purpose in your life or in any of your relationships. It's not your job to bring somebody's hell full circle in their life. They've already struggled enough and they're already struggling enough and you don't want to be added weight, dead weight to the person that you say that you love and care about. So guys, we've got to make sure that we are communicating. We've got to make sure that we are talking in love, responding in love, listening and hearing in love. What is the struggle? How can I help? How can I be here for you? What can I do, right? And then how can I be better? What areas like self-development and being able to um, being able to address some of our own issues is great. It's so helpful. And us being mindful of what it is that we aren't doing right and some of our own downfalls and flaws can help for such a greater uh, relationship to come. And, and prayerfully, that leads to marriage and kids. And guess what? You can still have a successful life. You can still do all of these things. You can still be productive. You can still be a great parent. You can still be a great. You can do all of those things. And guess what? As you're doing it, you can overcome your battle. You can overcome those struggles because you are so much more than that diagnosis. You are so much more than what they said you would ever be. 
And there is so much more for your life than where you are right now. This is just a blip in the road. This is just a moment in time. But understand that there are so many greater moments ahead. So my prayer is that as we go through these relationships, that we're mindful of the person that we're with, that we take the time to understand, that we take the time to be kind, and that we take the time to always practice patience. And even when we don't get it right, don't beat yourself up. Get back up, try again, and learn what you need to learn in the modes of consistency, in the modes of love, and in the space of transformation and healing. You're not losing in life, guys. You're not failing. You're simply between the dream. Don't forget that the month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And this entire month, we are dedicating the Between the Dream podcast to issues, conversations, and topics focused around mental health. I want to continue to help you all. So if you've got questions, make sure that you ask. I want to bring this in a way that is super understandable and very easygoing, right? We don't need to get into super, like the technicalities, but let's just talk life. Where are we and how can we move forward? Don't forget that you can get copies of my third book, Love Between My Scars, on sale all month from my website, richardtaylorjr.com, $10. That includes shipping. Guys, and don't forget to make sure you follow me and subscribe. Instagram, Jr. Facebook, Richard L. Taylor Jr. And Twitter is at TrulyTaylorMade. Until next time, peace.